Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back, Chakra Queens. Today, we are talking about creativity and action for manifestation. We're going to be going deep on manifestation with such a lovely guest, Andy Eaton. She's a soul strategist and founder of We, and she is honestly just like such a gem. She's going to tell us her eight-step manifestation framework. We're going to be talking about aligning our mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. We'll be chatting about leveraging the matrix to expand your soul mission as well as spiritual integrity to get into creative feminine action towards your manifestations. You guys are going to love this episode. I get so many questions about soul mission and I've been talking about it so much on Instagram lately. If you're not following me on Instagram, please check me out there at chakra girl co would love to chat with you. And a question I always get is like, how do you know your soul mission? The truth is that in order to know your soul mission and live your soul mission, alignment is everything. So your chakras need to be in alignment and you need to be aligning your words with your actions. You need to be aligning your desires with your actions. Like our, is the way you're living your life aligned with who you want to be and the desires that you want. And then once you kind of have that stuff in place, this is when you really start to get aligned with your soul mission. And what I always say is that we're meant to teach what we came out the other side of. Like if you've gone through something in your life and you became stronger for going through it, you're meant to be that support system for the person who's still stuck in it. So thinking back to a time where you were maybe in a dark, a dark time in your life, went through a dark situation, some kind of trauma. And maybe it doesn't have to be that freaking dark. (laughs) Maybe it's that you, you know, lost 10 pounds and it changed your life or you manifested the love of your life. And you want to show people how to do that. Like there's so many ways to be of service and really like looking at what you've been through in your life. That's the school of hard knocks, right? Going through something, coming out the other side of it, in my opinion, is so much more powerful than getting a fucking certification that says you are allowed to help someone with something. Like if you've been through it, you can help people with it. And this is why I have my podcast. When I was starting my spiritual journey, I felt like there was no one that I related to who was talking about this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be that person. The reason I created the rituals app is because through my own ascension journey and my own healing, there are certain practices that I had to kind of figure out on my own and I figured them out on my own. And now I'm like, okay, I use these things to heal myself. And now I want to help other people heal themselves with these rituals. So I created the rituals by shock girl app. So it doesn't have to be like something wild that you have to go to school for, for 25 years and get a hundred certifications. Like you have some kind of skill, some kind of tool, some kind of 
experience that can help so many people. I actually created a whole like free training called soul mission magnetism, where I walk you through all the different steps of using our chakra alignment to really tap into our soul mission and to leverage that energetic momentum to move forward and create some kind of spiritual business where we can be of service. So if you want that, I'm going to link you guys in the show notes, or you can shoot me a DM on Instagram and just say soul mission magnetism, and I'll send that over for you. And then also on that training, we do dive into a little offering that I have, which is the business magnetism bundle, where I've taken my course, Chakra Girl Business School, that I've helped hundreds of women launch their businesses. I've turned that into a self-study course so I can offer it for a way lower price. And I've bundled that with goddess magnetism, which is one of my other most popular courses where we're diving deep into your soul's lineage, remembering the innate healing powers that are already within you and, you know, really tapping into that purpose, that abundance, that radiance. So bundling those two courses together. So if you want more information on that, shoot me a DM and say business magnetism, and I'll send you some more info. And there's some special pricing going on for that right now too. So soul mission, you guys, it's the theme of the day. And we're also actually focusing on that on the rituals by Chakra girl app. Um, I created a new ritual and spiritual discipline that's launching this week. We're going to be doing a Kundalini ritual. That is a mantra that I do many times for 40 days. I'll do it for 40 days straight. And every time I do one of these 40 day devotions, so much changes in my life. And the mantra is Ekankar Satguru Prasad Satguru Prasad Ekankar. And what this mantra does is it turns any negative in your life into positive. It uses like all the different sound toning within that mantra actually changes the alignment of your chakras and your frequency and really changes everything in your life. It's so powerful. So we're going to be doing that on the app. So you guys can get a free seven day trial of the app. If you go to chakragirlco.com And if you decide that you want to do the annual membership, you can use coupon code podcast and get 15% off and you can ritual with me every day. We have, we have a soul mission journaling practice on there right now for this week. We have all kinds of manifestation rituals, abundance rituals, short invocations, 5D rituals, goddess rituals. We've got so much on there, you guys. So we'd love to ritual with you. So it's available on the app store and Google play. But if you get it from my website, shockergirlco.com, then you can use that coupon code podcast. All right, let's get into even more soul mission magic with the lovely Andy Eaton. Let's go. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become more consciously awakened and quantumly connected one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely guest today. Her name is Andy Eaton. She is a soul strategist and founder of WeWe Studio. 
She is the host of the Your Woo Woo Best Friend podcast, which is why we get along so well. And she works with companies, including Google, Pinterest, and Aveda, as well as conscious brands and CEOs interested in fusing soul and spirit into creativity and work. All the things that we love here. Welcome to the show, Andy. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you and get to be in conversation with you. Yet again, I was on yes podcast and we had such a lovely chat and I just, don't you just love podcasting and like the people that you meet? It's the best. It's like hanging with your bestie and you didn't know they were your bestie until you went so freaking deep, like right? on date one. And then it's like, oh, I love you forever. Of course. Literally. It's like, it's sometimes it's like a one night stand. Mm-hmm. Like so good. super passionate one night stand where you like go so deep, like on that conversation, then you don't necessarily talk to them again, but you remember the good times that you had. Yes. So, <laughs> so true. So true. Okay. What is your sun, moon and rising? Okay. My sun sign is Leo. And I was the other day I was, um, scrolling on, on Instagram and there was this, there was this post that was like, have you ever dated a celebrity? I mean, a Leo. And I felt so seen. <laughs> it's like, I'm a Leo rising. So, but you know, I, you know, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Leo sun, Taurus moon cap rising. Wow. Okay. So you've got that grounding going mm-hmm. on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love, love it. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? I never skip my morning skin routine. Specifically, I do a dry brushing and some oil work with my skin and I never skip it. I, I can't imagine a morning without it. How long does it take you? Because I've like, I've bought the brushes and then like thrown them out. Cause I never use them. Like I just like dread things that take a long time. So like, how long are you spending on it? Literally five minutes tops. I, I mean, I've gotten to a place where it's like, okay, I do like, okay. So I'll give you the whole, I'll give you the whole play by play. So I hit the bathroom, seven splashes of water, cold water on my face. And I, I do some chakra work while I'm doing those seven splashes of water, but I I've been doing this forever. So that takes like 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. It's like really, really fast. And then as soon as I dry my face, I get out the dry brush and I go starting at my decollete work all the way up to the top of my forehead and then work back down. That takes maybe three minutes. And then I get out my beautiful oil and then start that whole process again from decollete up and down. And that's like two minutes and then I'm done. And that is literally, you're not doing like full body, like legs, back, butt cheeks. Yeah, I do that. I do that a couple times a week before I get in the shower, but my morning routine is just face and decollete neck, you know, Okay, those important areas. What is your favorite oil that you're using? I use one from Aveda. I obviously I work with Aveda, so I get to try out a lot of their products when they're first going to market. And I use one called Tolasara and I'm obsessed with it. I've been using it since they launched it. They have a dry brush too, that you can buy with it. And it's, they market it as a radiance oil and it is totally that it just is, gives you the ultimate glow. Radiant here for it. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Oh gosh. I, I change what I keep like on my person all the time. Right now I've been carrying rose quartz with me and it just, it gives you that vibration of love and compassion and empathy. And I feel like that's what we all need a little more of right now. 
hundred percent. I always used to say that it's the basic bitch crystal, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's also so needed. So it is. It's everyone, so fun. Everyone needs a basic bitch too, though. Like I am sometimes a basic bitch, and that's just. I mean, we just need it sometimes. We do. We do. It's so good. It's, it's true. Around. Okay. Tell us about your spiritual awakening and when all of this became your life's work. Yeah. My awakening really happened. It was around 2015. So I'm like seven or so years into it. And you and I talked about this before. I feel like the more of a wild child you are like in your younger days, sometimes the more awake you become because you've kind of seen a lot of darkness and like gone through that, like rock and roll lifestyle. So I had a lot of that growing up, but I was also like an incredibly strong-willed super achiever. So I was working really intense corporate life during the day, working in the beauty industry, and then having a really great time at night doing all the things. Like I just was living full on and I decided in 2015 that I had, I was the VP of the beauty brand I was working for. I was young. I had like worked my way up and I was like, wait a minute. I had this moment of on my deathbed. Do I want to say I was the best vice president of a beauty brand that I ever could have been like, hell no, that isn't it for me, even though this is what I thought it was until this moment. And so I left that corporate job and the cap rising in me gave me the the forethought to plan ahead. So I had saved money so that I could leave my job, give myself some space to really think about what I wanted to do next. I moved overseas. I lived in Spain for six months and that's really when everything shifted. I started a renewed meditation practice. I spent like many days on the seaside, really just considering what I wanted to do with my life next. And my objectivity about who I was shifted in a major way. And I just started to see things that I hadn't seen before and allow myself to find that person in me that was probably always there that I had suppressed for so many years. Mm, So important. And so how did we, we studio come into play? So we, we started as my blog and it really, I had started it in 2012, but it was very much in 2012, not what it is today. And then as I was going through that spiritual awakening, living solo in Spain for that six months that I was there, I shifted the blog to really focus on the experiences I was having, the things that were lighting me up, astrology, human design, solo travel, creativity. Those were the things that were really important to me. So I shifted my focus. That was what I focused on, on the blog and the blog really grew an audience quickly. And by about 2017, I was seeing like half a million readers a month come to the blog. And I was pretty mind blown because I was like, okay, this blog has been my story up until now. And I started to shift it into the things that I wished I had had access to and the things I wished I had known when my awakening started to happen. So at that time I started hiring writers and educators to contribute and the blog became much more than just my story. It became a place for, it it truly became a resource hub, a place for exploring your self-worth, your personal well-being, your mystical mindset. And behind that, we launched courses, retreats, 
et cetera. And so We We Studio was born from the blog becoming something greater than a resource hub and wanting to make things like retreats and courses available to the community that we had grown over all those years of offering up this education that had been so important to me. Mm, That's so beautiful. And then, so when did you working with these big, like corporate brands come into play? I had relationships with some of them back as far as my corporate time. So Aveda, as an example, was the brand that I was working for. And so when I left that company a year or so later, they called and said, Hey, we'd like to hire you to come back in as a consultant and give us some fresh perspective on some of the things that you're exploring that we could bring into our company conversation and the narrative of what we do with creatives, because it ultimately is a company that centers around hairdressers and makeup artists and estheticians. And those people are ultimately very creative and very connected to their bodies and their spirit. So that was one of the first opportunities I had. Then after that, so the companies like Google and Pinterest, those have been really great relationships and they're tech companies. So at first I was a little bit like, what is this going to be like? Are these my people? Do I want to hang out with Silicon Valley folks? I don't know. So I was a little nervous about if they would get me and if I would get them. And in both cases, when Pinterest came to me first and asked if I would come in and teach a workshop around igniting creativity. And this was in early 2020. And a lot of their team, well, all of their team at that time was working remotely. And they were really concerned about their team's mindset, their mental health, their create creative output. And they wanted to give their team a series of workshops that could help them from as they were working from home to explore those things. So that's how it started. And then I was invited to be on a creator council, working on some new products. There's a product out now called Pinterest TV. It's pretty brand new. And they invited me to host a series all about wellness. And I've been working with Pinterest now hosting wellness uh, programming on Pinterest TV since it launched. And that's been such a fun it's been such a great relationship and so much fun to put together because ultimately they let me do, they, they let me do what I want. They give me the, the space. They invite me to create something that's going to bring value to their community. And I get to put together really fun programming for them. So that's how that one came to be. And then Google was, was fairly similar. They were launching their Google creators platform. It's, it's, they've, they've got, there's access to it on both YouTube and, and Instagram and TikTok and all the things. And they invited me to come in and create some, some workshops around mindset. And ultimately one of their concerns is as more people begin to build businesses on the internet, there's a concern about mental health when you're spending all your time on the internet. Right. So they asked me to create a 10 part YouTube series, which was the first thing I did with them around mental well-being and mindset for young creatives who are starting businesses solely through digital. And so that was my first opportunity with them. Okay. So before, well, okay. I do want to ask because obviously the conspiracy theorist in me is like, Google is 
all these things and they're supporting <laughs> us and they're doing this and they're doing that. So like as someone who's like spiritually awake, how do you like reconcile that? Like knowing like, okay, they're part of this dig machine um, and being like, okay, but I'm going to like go in there and like, you know, do what I can for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question and definitely something that I was thinking a lot about because I was concerned about that too, of course. And so for me, it was really about what is the intended outcome and who is going to consume this content that I'm creating. And when I thought about it and thought about who they intended to reach, you know, they have obviously a goal of keeping creators on the internet. And because they're competing with the Instagrams and the TikToks and all of those platforms. So if they're losing young folks to to Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, and all of those places, and those young folks aren't creating websites anymore because they don't have to, that's their future community, right? So I was really interested and who they intended to reach with this message and, and why they wanted to do it. And of course I understood they want to do it because they want to continue to market share, of course. And at the same time, I have found such value in having my own home through having my own website. I didn't build my business on Instagram. I didn't build my business on TikTok. I built it by having a blog that was my safe space for a lot of years. And when I first started my blog, I didn't ever intend for it to become a business. I was doing it for me. And so I thought about the blogger in me when I was just getting started. And I, I knew that I had the opportunity to reach that girl, that that's the girl I wanted to speak to and the girl I wanted to create the content for. And Google obviously having the massive platform that they do I knew that they could take content that I would create that I would never necessarily get that content in front of that girl on my own. They could put that in front of her and help her to make great decisions about how she approaches her work. Yes. And I feel like we, t- I talked about this in a little bit with my episode with Tiffany Janae and a lot with Jennifer Longmore as well. And we talked about like leveraging the matrix. It's like, if we're so like anti everything, like yeah. where does that end? Like you can't be like, I'm anti money because the banks are corrupt. I'm anti Google because they yeah. censor people. Like, it's like, okay, I know what my mission is. And we're still living in a society where these tools and these companies, like they are still creating this, you know, these platforms for us. So it's like in order for us to reach the biggest impact, which, you know, with the good things that we are doing, we, there are still certain things that we need to leverage and utilize. So totally, um, everyone's going to have like a different balance and comfort zone as to like what that balance or that leveraging looks like for them. Yeah. And I mean, look, they paid me a lot of money and that money allowed me to do a lot of new things in my business, which is beneficial to my community and, and to me. So in my life, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I can, I can make this work and I can see the value and the beauty in this, despite some of the things that I don't love about what this company might stand for. Exactly. Okay. I love that. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, 
It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So let's talk about manifestation. It's, you know, a bit of a buzzword, which is good because spirituality is becoming more mainstream and I'm here for it. So I want to know like how your approach to manifestation is like taking people to deeper levels than the just kind of like basics. Yeah, I love that question. And it is such a buzzword. And sometimes I think for those of us that have been practicing manifestation and bringing it into our work for a long time, it can feel like, oh, yeah, okay, you guys are all just jumping on what we've been doing for like a lot of years. Yeah. But I also think it's really important for more folks to find their way into manifestation practices, because Mm -hmm. we all deserve to have a life that we are completely lit up by. So for me, the things that I find to be incredibly important in my practice and in my process, I have an eight-step system that I share with everyone that comes into my community. We offer it up for free. We have a guide that's really simple to navigate and to help you to find your way into the practice. But within that system, it starts with really getting clear on your bullshit, like having a real good perspective on where you've kept yourself small. And I'm not as concerned about why you've kept yourself small or what happened in your life that has created that for you. I just want you to become aware of it and have clarity about the fact that you are keeping yourself small and then start to do the work to step out of that. And then we do a lot of work around creating expansive scenarios in your life. So get yourself in the right communities, hang out with the right people, listen to the right podcasts, watch the right stuff on your daily doom scroll. And that's going to start to shift the mindset too. And then within that process, we also spend some time on what it looks like to self-sabotage and how to get out of that Mm self-sabotage. I am not someone who thinks that you've got to be like high vibe only. I don't think that's even possible. We live in such like a duality of of who we are every day. Sometimes we're going to feel amazing and we're going to be super high vibe and we're going to be really connected. And sometimes we're going to be like, I feel like shit. And I can't, I can barely get out of bed, much less like manifest a million dollars. Like what the hell? So with that, I want folks to 
to be gentle with themselves, to be really graceful in how they approach the manifestation process and recognize they're ultimately going to show up as humans most of the time. And then sometimes they're going to show up on this much higher plane and that's magical when that happens, but you got to get really good at recognizing where you're keeping yourself small, where you're self-sabotaging so that you can start to vibrate on that frequency that takes you to the next level, that takes you to the next quantum realm much more often and much more quickly. Yes. Can you walk us through your eight steps? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So step one is, as I talked about, it's the limiting beliefs. So I used to call it eliminating the limiting beliefs, but the reality is it's virtually impossible to let them go completely. So now I call it facing the limiting beliefs. So it's really just like, let's just, let's like, look at that stuff right in the mirror and know that it's there and work on it every day. So that's step one. Step two is really simple. It's making your lists. It's not just about vision boarding or, you know, doing some of those practices that can be really fun to do. It's about getting crystal clear. And when I have my folks make their list, we make the list three times. We make a list of what we believe to be possible in terms of what we want to call in. The next list is if we were to take it up a notch and wow, this would be my biggest dream. And then the third one is I can't even dream this big, but if I could, this is where I would go. So that's the second step is that list making. Mm -hmm. Then on step three, we, then we start doing that vibrational frequency work and we look at, okay, when, when do I have low vibe feelings like shame, guilt, fear, indifference, frustration, or anger? And how can I more often show up in high vibe feelings like gratitude, fulfillment, love, joy, And what do I need to do to raise that vibration to be in those high vibe feelings more often? Then we go into that expansion work and it's all about seeing is believing. So we look at what are we consuming and what do we need to replace what we're currently consuming with? Who are we hanging out with? Who are the people we're the closest to? And where can we start to expand our idea of what's possible so that our subconscious starts to see things in a really new way? So that's step four. Step five is all about making sacred space. So this is when we, some of it's, it's like doing a a good detox. It's like clearing things out both internally and externally. So it's like, we're going to clear out space in the heart. If we're calling in a relationship, we're going to clean out space on our desk. If we're calling in a new job or new work, we're going to clean out space in our apartment. If we want to up-level our living scenario so that we start to get really intentional about how we treat ourselves or the places or the things that we want to call in and in our lives. So that's five, six is following the guides and you can call this whatever you want. This could be downloads, pings, divine hits, hunches, intuition. It's really just about listening and that can look different for a lot of folks. Maybe you've got a really great connection with your guardian angels, or maybe you've got ancestors that you want to work with, or maybe you want to just tap deeply into your heart knowledge, your heart wisdom and your intuition. However you approach it is cool with me. I just want you to follow the voices that are pointing you in the right direction. And then seven is taking inspired action. So now we're, we're doing the work. Most people miss. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay, now we've done the work and 
we cannot just Netflix and chill. Now we've got to do the work. We've got to like go out and get it. And so that can look like a lot of things, but it's definitely required that you do the work to get the energetic ball rolling. And the universe will support you when you're doing that. Once, once you're getting the energetic ball rolling and you're showing up as someone who gets what they want, the, I mean, you know, this, the universe is like, yeah, sister, like you're going for it. I'll get your back. I'll, yeah. I'll it's, like the, it's like the universe needs to see that. Like you're not messing around. Like, yeah. Oh, you're actually going to like get momentum. Okay. Let me help you with that. Yes, totally. Yeah. And then the eighth step is where we receive and repeat. So this is where you got to make sure you're not self-sabotaging. So if you've taken that inspired action and if it's a relationship you're calling in and all of a sudden you've got dates lined up, or if it's a job, you've got, you've got interviews lined up. Now you've got to show up. You've got to be ready to get what you've asked for. So receive, 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 give yourself permission to get it. Give yourself permission to shine, to show up for yourself and then repeat the process and keep on calling it in. Okay. I love that. So one thing that I see a lot is people will manifest something and then they don't hold on to it. Hmm. What is your take on that? Or what is some like work we can do to like, not only manifest the thing, but to be able to hold on to it? Yeah, that's a, that's such a good question. And it's, it's so true, right? You see something like show up for someone and it's like, okay, they've done it. And then things kind of fall apart a little bit. And I think what part of that is being human. We fall back into old ways of thinking. We fall back to old patterns. We are never going to be high vibe all the time. And so we have moments of just falling out of where we were when we were able to call in the thing that we so, we so wanted. And so sometimes I think it's just a, a matter of recommitting to your practice, knowing that sometimes also what you thought was meant for you perhaps was, was not it. And that there's something greater for you coming. And I see that a lot where it's like, I got the thing here. It is. I have a girlfriend and she's a total trip. She she's, I I met her through some of my workshops and classes. She came to one of my classes last year and she was like, I'm manifesting this apartment in San Diego. It's going to be amazing. And she got it. And then I think within two weeks, she messaged me and she was like, it isn't enough. And I was like, okay, is it not enough because you were shooting too low or is it not enough because you you're struggling with celebrating and having gratitude for what you've achieved here. Mm -hmm. And since then she's moved three times since last fall. And we were talking she, she ended up moving to, to Santa Monica. She was like, San Diego is actually not it. I thought it was it, but it's actually not. So now she's in her dream apartment. And she's like, if I could only have seen last year that this was actually what was for me, she's like, I knew it wasn't it, but I was still keeping myself small and only allowing this like tiny up level at a time. And now I finally am there. And so it was this thing of like, her having to do the work to understand whether she was self-sabotaging, if she was keeping herself small and not dreaming big enough, if she was being irresponsible, there was all these things going on in her head. And she was like, I got it, but did I get it? Is this it? Is this not it? And now she's like, oh, this was the real up level now. And she's living in this like oceanfront, like penthouse apartment. And 
she's not overextended. Her work has grown. She's like doing all the things. And she's like, this is actually it now. I'm yes. Here. And I feel like there's something to, to be said for like our capacity to hold more light yeah. and for our thoughts having to like align, but also like, yeah, we need to be dreaming big, but also can we energetically hold that much light right now? And I know you talk about the kind of like physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual realm. So can you talk about how we can get those all in sync? Yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging, right? Because it's like, it is a lot to hold and you might be really shining in one area, but ultimately what makes us who we are is those four realms that you just mentioned. It's the physical the mental, the emotional and the spiritual, and we may be crushing it in a couple of those realms. Like maybe we're, we're eating really well and we're treating our body really gracefully. And we're, we're doing our workouts and we're doing our meditation, but at night we like curl up on the couch and we like get on TikTok and we like scroll for two hours. And we just like load our brains up with all this stuff that ultimately is suppressing and dimming us. And honestly, just exposing us to things that are not where it's at for us. Right. So like in that case, it's like, you got the physical going, maybe you've got the spiritual going, you're doing your practices, but the mental and the emotional is not checked. And so you're struggling ultimately with having this like really vibrant, radiant aura that, that you show up with all the time, holding that light because you're missing one component of self, which is in this case, it would be the mental and the emotional, or maybe it's like, you're doing your practices, your spiritual practices, but you kind of, you're not, you're kind of spiritual bypassing along the way. And you're just doing it because you told them to, or I told them to, and it's like, wait, but am I doing this because I'm actually getting something from this and I'm really tapped in or did Amberly or Andy say this was good. And that's why I do it, but I don't really know how it connects for me. And so you've got to find, you've got to find that connection for yourself while you're in the process. So there's a lot of reasons that you may have an unhealthy realm, the spiritual, the mental, emotional, or physical. And if you can get those all really tuned up, I, I did a podcast episode earlier this summer that I called it the hot girl wellness tune up. It's like, if you can tune up those four realms, then you're going to be you're going to be vibrating on high and holding that light like nobody's business. Yes. So true. And I feel like too, with our spiritual or energetic practices, sometimes people are just going through the motions. It's like, and I feel like I need to switch up my practice. Like at least like, I mean, my daily practice, there's some things I do every single day, like some certain like cleanses, shielding, like things like that, that happen every day, but I need to create like a new foundation of self-care probably every month. Like, okay, what am I focusing on right now? And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's the physical. Sometimes I realize that like the mental is shifting. So I'll create new parameters and new kind of just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like values and my, yeah, my core values around my mental care and be like, okay, I really need to look at these things, which are like, maybe I need to look at my joy. Maybe I need to look at my freedom. Maybe I need to look at my connection to other people and be like, okay, so what are like some boundaries I'm going to set? What are some 
things I'm going to go out of my way to do? What are some things that I need to clear? Like, why am I not feeling connected? Am I like holding onto resentment or whatever? Like, I feel like we need to really like take a solid look at creating new foundations in a more like proactive way rather than being like, cause it's so much easier when you're doing it intentionally and you have a strong foundation rather than being reactive and being like, okay, now I feel like shit. This is falling apart in my life. I don't feel good. I feel sick. I feel tired. Like it's so much harder when you get to that place. So do you have like specific like foundations that you set or what's your kind of like check-in process? Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. It's, I, I, I've certainly in my own life, I've had those, those times where I'm like, but I'm doing my morning rituals. I'm doing my meditation. I'm going on my walks. I'm doing all the things. And yet I don't feel great. And I haven't checked in with those things that you just spoke about. It's like looking at each of those categories of our emotional state of being and really checking in on that stuff. It's, it's, it's not just about, did I sit down and meditate for 10 minutes this morning? It's how do I really feel? And sometimes our meditation won't feel great when we're processing things, but sometimes that's what we need it to be. Mm. And, you know, I think for me, what, what's really important is there's a couple of practices that I do. I do without fail that really help me to reset my daily routines so that I'm certain that the ones that I'm, that I am doing on the regular are the ones I need at that moment. And one of those things is I, every new moon, this is so simple and it's not, this is not profound. This is something most folks have heard many times, but every new moon, I rewrite my intention. So I reset, I reset for the month. I look at what is it that I want to cultivate for this month ahead. And sometimes that might be I want to make this much money in my business. I want to get this sort of, you know, this sort of deal going on. I want to have this, this happening in our community. And sometimes it's like, I want days by the beach. I want ease and flow. I want sensual romantic nights at home with my partner. And that's going to be my focus for the month. And it can, it can vary tremendously on what goes on that new moon intention list every month. But then I make a commitment that that month, I'm going to live to that list and my routines, my rituals, my habits are going to match that energy that I've put out for the month ahead. And that is, that is something we can all do whether or not you follow the moon cycles, which I feel like most people listening to this show would, you can do it on the new moon, or you can just say, okay, in the first of the month, I'm going to check in, I'm going to check in and I'm going to restructure what my practices are going to be for this month based on how I want to feel throughout this month. Yes. And I feel like there's some like infiltration or like this false narrative around what feminine energy is. And I've talked about this a few times and like feminine energy doesn't mean you're supposed to be lazy and not move forward and have spiritual integrity and self-determination. And I feel like finding that balance is so important because we do need to have goals and visions for our lives and a framework to work towards them and boundaries and specific things that we do every day. And yeah, it's not going to be a hundred percent. And some days you're going to have to get out of your own way. And I'm definitely not the best at this. Like spiritual discipline is something that I'm 
always working on, but I feel like it's become like a trend to just be like, I'm just going to flow with it and blah, blah. I'm like, no, like feminine energy can only flow when there is some kind of masculine foundation or structure or like framework. Totally. I, yeah, I absolutely agree. I have a teacher who I loved, I loved this analogy. We talked a lot about the inspired action and those sorts of things that we just talked about in my manifestation process. And she said, once you've done that work, you're taking inspired action, you're doing those things that are a bit more masculine, then the beautiful way to employ the feminine is to be the ovum. And the ovum is the female reproductive cell. And if you can imagine like your science class, if you went to a school that actually taught this stuff, I know a lot of us did not, but in science class, when you, when you first learned about reproduction and it's like, there's the egg in the center of the screen and you see all the sperm like swimming towards it, Mm -hmm. that's the ovum. So when you're being the ovum, it's like, I've done all the work. I'm, I've showed up, I've taken inspired action. Now I can stand in my power as the feminine divine version of myself and everything will flow towards me. Those little sperms will be swimming my direction, but it's because I'm standing in my power and I'm radiating this energy of this divine feminine in a way that is incredibly powerful. And it's not about, it's not about taking no action. It's that you've taken incredible action and now you can stand and embody who you are. Yes. It's like creation in motion. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I love that. Well, this has been so amazing. I just love your energy. You have your eight step guide to manifestation magic for Mm -hmm. everyone to download. So we're going to link you guys to that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what they're getting? Yeah, for sure. So in the eight step manifestation guide, you're going to get all sorts of good journal prompts and support tools to help you to implement this eight step process into your practice. And if you love it, if that's something that you're really feeling, we have quite a few courses inside of WeWe Studio too, ranging from like, I'm just want to like get in, get some good manifestation rituals to more expansive experiences that you can check out to help you expand your manifestation practice as you grow and find your way into creating this ultimate life of your dreams. Oh, so beautiful. That's what we all want. So everyone Mm -hmm. check out all the things. Where can we find you online? Yeah. So you can find me on all the socials at wee wee girl. It's O U I W E G I R L. And the blog is wee wee girl.com. And then all of our courses, retreats, programs, all sorts of fun stuff is over on wee wee studio. When is your next retreat and where? Oh, we're going to Bali in the spring. So that's our next retreat. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to be back. It's been a long time since I've been, I haven't, haven't been back since 2018. So I'm going to go and stay for at least a month and our retreats going to be a week long. Oh my gosh. So fun. I'm obsessed with Bali too. And I'm dying to go back to the W and eat nasi goreng. And it's just so, yes, yes. Uh, 
Okay. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Andy. This has been so beautiful. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Check out all things Andy, all things VV Girl, and we'll link you to everything in the show notes. So have the best day. Let us know if you like this episode. Share it. Tag us. DM us. We're here for you. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 